Welcome to part three of our coaches special series. What we've done so far, we've discussed how mindset challenges show up in three big ways, but many, many ways. The first one, burnout. Second one, losing love of training. And the third one, uh, the financial issues not making ends meet in terms of income. So we've got those three big issues that, that happen. There's loads of other ones that coaches encounter, but those are three big ones you see. And in the second episode, the last one, what we did is said why those happen, like what are the beliefs behind them, how they show up in our thoughts, emotions, physical sensations, behaviors. And we explored that as well as saying, okay, what does success actually look like, look like right now? So right now, if you're listening to this, you've maybe got a good insight into where you are right now, um, why, how you got there. Um, and what we're going to do today is give you the path out of that, show you the steps that you can move through to grow. Um, very excited to do this. So there's a five-step process that we use for creating mindset change within Mindset Rx. You actually see a lot of the similar principles in whatever forms of mindset work. So these are principles that apply throughout and we've used it across, well, thousands of coaches and athletes in different varieties and different forms. So what we've found is this works and if applied and if like kind of seen as principles as opposed to exact tools, you get so much in this and you can use it over and over again on different beliefs, different ways to grow. Right. So with that in mind, let's kick things off by saying what that mindset X method is. It's testing, aiming up, presence, proof, and getting specific at the end. Let's start things off with testing. Rachel, what does the testing phase mean to you when you're talking about working with coaches? Yeah. When working with coaches, the testing phase is about understanding what the thoughts, emotions, behaviors, and physical sensations, and we can also call physical sensations a nervous system response, what those are that is reflecting on a belief. So we find that behaviors are usually the first thing that we notice. So we may say like, okay, a behavior that I have is I get really nervous when I stand in front of the whiteboard or a behavior I have that's not serving me anymore is thinking that I'm not good enough to charge more for my services, for my personal training or whatever it is. So we know what the behavior is. Then we need to understand the thoughts behind it. What's what's leading to that behavior? What emotions are behind that? And that leads us to understanding what the underlying belief is or the story or narrative that we're telling is. And once we have that knowledge, that gives us paths into where to go next. And we know that we need to do this when things aren't panning out as we'd like them to, but we don't know why. Yeah. That's essentially, it's like if we are kind of, if you're acting in what you think is your own best interest, but you're not making the progress you'd like to, or you kind of can't change your mental state, there's something that's going on that is beneath the surface. There's something unconscious or subconscious that's happening. And what we need to do is bring that to the surface. And Okay, this is the first step and it's maybe the most uncomfortable step in there because it's like, hey, I'm shining light on something that I'd really rather leave in the leave in the dark. That's right. But it's that step that is 
1000% essential. We have to be looking at what is uncomfortable if we're going to grow. Um, And coaches have as much of that to do as anyone else. 100%. We have a responsibility to grow for our athletes too. Couldn't have said it better. Exactly. And when we've tested effectively, we'll be coming out that saying, I know what my story is. I know what my narrative is. I know this is the way it shows up. And these are the thoughts I've got to watch out for on a daily basis. And like, this is the story that I believe that is true that's holding me back. That's really what we want to get to. And just doing that alone, I think back to the first few times that I figured out something around my mindset in coaching. It just gave me so much freedom and just the kind of like, oh, the weights of my shoulders. It's like mm-hmm. it's like the world went from blurry 540 pixel res- resolution to HD. And I was like, oh, yeah. I see it now and I can see further and I can see where I've been and I understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. And like That kind of mm-hmm. self-knowledge is just, it's so invigorating for yes. a coach. Well, it's empowering. Yes. Yeah, it's empowering. When we know why we've been doing the things that we've been doing, especially when we've been feeling really stuck in our careers or talked last time about losing the love of training or the love of coaching, which can be devastating when we understand where that's come from and why. We just, yeah, it's exactly as you said, you feel that like weight lifted off your shoulders, much less burdened. Yeah. And then building upon that we can go from like once we've tested it's like i always equate this to you're standing in the middle of the woods or you're standing in the middle of the wilderness you don't know where you are or you don't know where to go you're kind of completely lost the Mm -hmm. first thing you need to do is test and figure out where am i that's Mm -hmm. literally the first thing you do you look at some points on the horizon and take back bearings and you figure out this is where i am so you look around and you see your location you see the environment you're in you'll see kind of what's going on you pinpoint where you are now and you do that pretty accurately um because yeah. there's no point knowing where you want to go until you know where you are first because exactly. any direction could lead you there yeah. the next stage is finding out where you want to go is aim- yeah. what we call aiming up so that for me looks like starting off figuring out what are your goals what are the things that really drive you and then drawing from that these kind of bigger wider principles can you take that and run with it, Rachel. Well, I sure will. You know, we often think in terms of goal setting as achievements that we kind of check off of a list. Like these are the things that are important to me. I want to deadlift 400 pounds. I want to have a sub two Fran time. I want to be able to run a mile in a certain amount of time. And, uh, you know, in terms of coaching, then we can start to look at, I want this many clients. Um, this is, Um, I want to start a program at my gym. Like if I knew that I could be successful, these are all of the things that I would do in my coaching career. And that's wonderful. We need to, we need to know what the things are that are important to us, but we can derive from those, the overall like principles or character skills that are actually important to us. So if I'm thinking about coaching, I want to start a new program is one of my, um, is one of my principles being um, autonomous? Do I love like being an entrepreneur and starting new mm-hmm. things? 
um, is having a certain number of clients the way that I view having a really deep impact on people? Is it having an impact on more people or is it having a deeper impact? Like, why are those things important to me? Why do I derive internal satisfaction from them? Sometimes we find that the goals that we've set are not actually our goals. They're the goals that we think we're supposed to have. So that's another way to create even more clarity around our longer term vision. And what we can draw from that as well, like behind these principles is what's the, t- who's, who do I want to be at the end of the day? Ooh. Like, what is this type of person? Not yeah. just what do I want to achieve? And it's very common to say, why do I want to achieve it? Like knowing your why, again, an important thing, but beneath that, there's a who, if you ask mm-hmm. why enough times you get to, when we're talking about individuals, like who, like, who yeah. do you want to be at the end of the day? How do you want to feel? Um, mm-hmm. What kind of character skills do you want to freely display to the rest of the world? Like yes. what kind of character skills, and this is the more important side, do you want to display to yourself? Like what kind of reputation do you want to have with yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, is this about providing for the people um, that are around you? Is this about providing certainty and security? Or is this about something else? Is this about your internal growth? And once you've really not, like dialed in and thought, this is exactly the type of person that I want to be, then you can aim at it in each individual moment. And you can lean into what we've talked about so many times throughout the series, individuality and authenticity. You can become a more authentic version of you, which actually solves a lot of the challenges that you're facing and solves a lot of them because you're no longer competing with anyone else. You're no longer plagued with imposter syndrome because you can't be an imposter being yourself, like if you truly lean into it. Mm. And what that does for you is you have drive and motivation, yes, but you also have this sense of security, um, of trust in yourself and the process. You have something to aim for in any given moment as opposed to feeling lost. And you're really in this better place to coach. And I think that you'll start to pick up those people that you want to work with. You'll start to live that life, that experience that you want to have as opposed to self-doubt and as opposed to working hours that you don't really want to and Mm -hmm. opposed to doing all those things in the gym that you don't want to be doing just to make ends meet and like it's weird that by getting more specific and more individual in your coaching career you'll often present yourself with more advantages than if you spread yourself too thinly. Um, The example that Naval Ravikant uses is um, say you're a great locksmith and a great diver. um, Like some time is some place in somewhere, someone's going to say, I'll develop a a ship. I've found a shipwreck. And in that shipwreck, there's a safe that I can't get into. And there's no one else in the world that can do that. But you've got these two very specific skills, so you can get down there and do it. Um, Obviously, that's a metaphor for you as a coach. Like You can find your specific individual pursuit. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. From there, we've tested, we've aimed up. So we know what our limiting belief is and how that shows up. We know all the... the thoughts and emotions that surround up. Um, so we're feeling, we've got that self-knowledge, we've got that kind of separation between our thoughts, that uh, dissociation between our thoughts and emotions and ourselves. Yes. We've got our vision. We know what, like, what success looks like for us. So we're mm-hmm. starting to take these steps forwards. From there, we need presence. So let's focus on now. Rachel, can you talk to me about presence? I can. 
When we are present as coaches, we are more in control of our actions. We're more responsive versus reactive, and we're better able to make decisions that serve aiming up and rewrite the stories that we found in the testing phase. And presence looks like a slowness and stillness and confidence, both when we're coaching and also when we're outside of the coaching environment, making long-term plans for our future. We have confidence that we know the steps to take or we'll figure out the answer eventually through effort. And we also have this, again, like stillness and slowness to us that we don't feel like we have to say yes to every opportunity. We can take our time and choose because opportunities are abundant. We can create them for ourselves. On top of all of that, I think that presence is also this ability to separate, to like create true separation between that which we experience and that which we are. And yeah in doing that and it's like that's a kind of a weird obviously i've been reading too much kind of philosophy at the moment i'll, I'll rephrase that in a way that's just, just i think i can but when you start to speak in ways that aren't normally like spoken like that's that's probably when it is um basically a difference between you and the person that you feel you are and the thoughts and the emotions that you feel like that's the separation dissociation that we want to create like can i see my thoughts and emotions and my physical sensations as something other than me Mm -hmm. or am I getting absorbed by them? Am I getting kind of caught up in this mm -hmm. constant cycle of like patterns of behaviors and thoughts and emotions? Like, mm -hmm. am I feeling anxious? So I push like, so, uh, so I, um, am I feeling so anxious in the middle of the class that I feel like I have to rush around, and give everyone help. And does that mean that I'm not actually giving people enough help? Does that mean that I'm perceived as, um, not, being generous enough or slow enough or certain enough and does that feed back into a cycle of like constantly um underperforming and yeah. and feeling like an imposter like and then does that make you more anxious again and like we're a lot of us are in these cycles and loops and having enough presence i think gives us enough space internally to step back and see that and mm. not get wrapped up in them to keep some balance in that Yes. Well, if you want the scientific term for what you're describing, it's a it's an executive function called yes. metacognition, which is just thinking about thinking. So it's something that can be developed and um, built like a muscle. Any executive function can be developed over time because our brain's really plastic. We can, in fact, learn new tricks. Mm. Fantastic. Exactly yeah, right. And <laughs> when we've done that as coaches, we feel more certain. We feel more secure. We feel more um, stable in the moment and we're less likely to get caught up in these uh, patterns like yes. obsessively drinking caffeine, even though we don't need it and we know that it's not helping for us or um, on doing training sessions that we don't actually want to do. All these kind of things um, and that are leading to imposter syndrome, that are leading to burnout that are leading to losing the love of training and all the other problems that coaches face. Um, not to mention just not feeling entirely happy and healthy. And that's a, yeah. a huge one that coaches will face. Yes. So we're present. We're starting to, we've tested where we are. Um, we know our limiting beliefs and we know where we're aiming and we're starting to walk that path. And the presence is giving us enough balance to, um, to be stable on that and not fall back into the ruts of old patterns from there. 
we start to enter proof, which for me means proving that the old story, the old limiting belief is wrong. And the new story is actually more true and something you can rely on more embedding that in. What does this process mean to you, Rachel, the the process of proof, the full step of the MITRX method? So interesting. This happens frequently when we're working with athletes and coaches. They'll share that they are realizing that they're a different person suddenly. So they kind of have this moment of uh, stepping back and thinking, oh, I'm, I'm changed somehow. And I didn't realize that it was happening incrementally, just sort of arose in me. And the awareness is what arose, but they had been practicing things very carefully um, through the Mindsetter X methodology. Yeah. And we quite often see that, like with athletes and coaches, we see that often we get these kind of insights like, oh, I'm crushing it right now. I'm doing really well. And I'm like this person, but unless we take the time to physically fire those neurons together over and over and over again, that's not going to create the pathway that creates change. So there's physical structures happening behind this. And for me in, in the proof section, what I'm looking to do is reinforce these thought patterns however we can so the amwap is a tool that we use time time again and the reason why we do that is to build proof to build this positivity to build the self-belief the um the kind of the knowledge of hey i am improving like look at all these ways where i've been confident and i've um, lent into my individuality and i didn't get burnt i didn't get hurt i didn't feel like an imposter um look at all these ways where i was actually healthy and i'd crush these sessions and look at all these times when i did make enough money as opposed to constantly thinking about where i didn't and mm-hmm. those that kind of repetition and the emotion rewires that those pathways to the point where that becomes your new reality. But you've got to rewire, otherwise you'll default into the old the old path. So the presence yeah. and proof phase work really well together. Yes. And the rewiring of those neurons takes time and reps and a lot of presence and uh yeah, the presence is a key component there because it is really easy to fall back into those ruts. We need some amount of accountability for ourselves in order to keep doing that. So we can see there that this happens as a process. Like first you figure out what's kind of going wrong. Then you're building on like, okay, where do I want to go? Then you're present. You're like, you're focused on the moment and then you're reinforcing like, these are all the reasons why actually I'm great and I am worthy. And I, I am good enough to do this. Yeah. And then f- what that does in in my mind is create this stability, this kind of baseline of mental health and mental well-being and what is essentially a good mindset. It creates this foundation. It's like getting your sleep right, like that kind of element to creating health or getting rid of processed food or hydrating enough. This these kind of foundational things where it's like I'm doing more than the bare minimum and I've equaled everything out and I'm in this really good place. It's like, instead of just doing cardio, it's like building a bit of strength stuff in as well. It's it's that kind of element of like, I've got this foundation and then we get specific and the specific phase for coaches is about optimizing. It's about turning up and being your absolutely best self. Instead it's like, it's going from a six out of 10 to a nine and a half or a 10 out of 10 in each session. Um, 
And there's many ways we can do that. Um, but before we talk about exactly how to do that, like why is this so important, Rachel? And I think kind of, it kind of answers itself, but why is this so important? Yeah, you know, we we as human beings value growth and showing up as our best selves repeatedly, again, rewrites the stories that we were discussing in the testing phase. But it also creates more opportunities to solve the problems that we've been talking about over the past couple of episodes, which is we're showing up as our best selves in our classes and with our personal training clients, we're way more likely to make enough income. Um, If we're showing up as our best possible selves when we are in recovery phases or recovery parts of our day, we're less likely to get burned out. And if we are... um, tuned in to our best selves and what's truly motivating to us and not emotionally or physically draining, we're also much more likely or less likely to lose the love of training and lose the love of coaching. So showing up, doing that optimization is what solves the problems that, you know, we kind of started with in this podcast series. Exactly. Exactly right. And then when we do it enough times, what this ultimately leads to is those moments where you look back at your life and you think, how did I get here? This is far beyond what I ever thought was possible. And it's because you've done all the foundational work, but you've also taken time to um, investigate how you can show up best before your sessions. Like, you know that you're no longer relying on a double espresso and you can tell what my 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 weapon of choice was to get me in, in the right mood to coach, which has disastrous consequences halfway through a, through a training session um, or a coaching block. Um, so that's that's one like one thing that we can do. And the like, there's so many ways that we can visualize what success looks like for us. Yeah. We can find really what works for you. And this is the individual aspect. And like, this is about what small changes can we make? How can we adapt this to you? How can we run your days more efficiently so you can get more time with your family or with your loved ones or to just take time out of the gym? And like, once you've got this optimization phase, once you've got this specific phase, it's the equivalent of an athlete thinking, okay, how can I tweak this mental technique for yes. this lift? Or how can I tweak this thing for monostructural work or recovery work? Like, this is about you becoming more individually you and leaning into it. And mm-hmm. what this is doing, like I said, is building this baseline of mindset and then growing for it. Love it. And what I'd love to do is if you feel like that is something that you'd like is consider the level one. If you think that your mindset is something, if the, if you think that process is something that would help you, the level one is absolutely for you this is our five-week coaching cert um we'll be working with a really small number of coaches probably 15 or so coaches um it's fully digital fully online so no matter where in the world you are no matter what your coaching schedule is and um, no matter if you've got another job and you've kind of got um split shifts and all that kind of stuff we can find a way to, to make it work for you um and the way that's going to work is we'll have video training we'll have daily encounters with our coaches we'll Rachel and I will be giving you feedback amongst some other coaches as well. Jason, Laura, they'll probably be jumping in and helping with you. And we'll all be doing this together to help you grow your mindset. And you'll be in this community of A, coaches like us who've been through this process, but B, coaches who are ready to go on this journey and who are struggling with similar things to you. We will be starting this course in the middle of April and 
we'd love to have you on board. Um, and we run through that process over the five weeks. We test, we aim up, we get present, we add proof, then we get specific at the end. And if you'd like to become involved in this, best way to do this is check out our Instagram, which is MindsetRx, so MindsetRxD, Romeo X-Ray Delta, and then shoot us a message or look out for some posts. Um, if there are no posts that you can see immediately, just shoot us a message. And those places will go. Um, those are kind of limited places. And we don't take on huge quantities of coaches at once because it, it's not personal enough. It's not the way we like to work with people. Um, so shoot us a message. Um, what will happen from there is you and I will get on a call and we'll just simply chat through whether this is the right thing for you. I'll try and coach you a little bit. I'll try and show you a few um, ways that you can kind of grow. And there's no obligation to sign up at all. It's just you and I having a chat and we can go from there. So with that in mind, shoot on over to Mindset Rex Instagram page. Do it now, especially if you're driving. No, don't do it if you're driving. And um, and just we'll take <laughs> well, it from there. There's, yeah. <laughs> chaos, Tom Foxley. What's going on Chaos, do whatever. It was going so well. Um, <laughs> yeah, just head over to Instagram, um, shoot me a message. I'll reply personally and we can like find a time that works for us both to chat and the call. Has to be done ASAP because, like I said, limited posters and we are starting on a certain date. Um, so get in there and we can discuss any questions you may have. Thank you for listening to this process. It's been really fun to record. Rachel, like it's been great chatting with you as always, but I'm sure you've enjoyed this too. Oh, a hundred percent I have. It's my favorite thing is working with coaches. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, couldn't agree more. Any last things to add? Oh, I hope you sign up. It's such a great program and we've had so much success with it. Yeah. And it is the most fun that I get to have as most well. Fun. I think working with coaches. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. kind of the positive oil spill effect that happens of like, mm -hmm. you just, you know, you're affecting people who are going to affect people and it's really yeah, fun. For sure.